1: During a fascinating hour-long interview Thursday night, Kanye West told Tucker Carlson that he was made for this time in American history. It's wartime. We're in a battle of good versus evil. Kanye, like the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, is ready for war. Are you? Are you willing to stand against the lunatics who see killing a baby in the womb as a fundamental right? How about the lunatics who think purple-haired teachers should talk to six year olds about sex and sexuality. Or the lunatics who want to color code America and remove merit from the workplace and education. What's your line in the sand? Do you have one? Kanye does, and he drew it last night on Tucker Carlson. And he drew it again this morning over Instagram when he called out satanic rap mogul Puffy Combs or Diddy or whatever the clown is calling himself this week. Kanye, I got your back.
2: Welcome.
1: Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, Happy Friday to you and yours. Uh, we have an awesome, fantastic, terrific uh, show planned for you today. Uh, Delano Squires will be here. Royce White will be here. Shamika Michelle will be here. Virgil Walker will be here. Man, we're, it's going to be popping today on Fearless. Perhaps some of you saw Kanye's interview last night on Tucker Carlson. Perhaps you saw my reaction Uh, to Kanye's interview on Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson show last night Uh, we're going to unpack the entire conversation here today you know had a good little time on Tucker Carlson's last night but you know we had about four or five minutes here we got as long as we want however long we need to take to unpack uh, the Kanye West Uh, White Lives Matter t-shirt, the controversy around that and his interview last night. Uh, So let's get it started, let me uh, get this fire going and then we'll bring Delano and Royce and Shamika and Virgil on to fan these flames. Uh, Kanye West is not as confusing as he often sounds. His outlook on life stems from a defined set of values spelled out in the Bible. His actions and words often conflict with his outlook. He's normal. Every human being struggles to align their values and deeds. The difference between West and most human beings is the transparency of his failures. Yesterday, West sat down for an interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson. The 45-year-old rapper, fashion designer, and provocateur was his usual mix of brilliance, confusion, contradiction, and oddity. When asked how people respond to a baby ultrasound lanyard he wears, West proclaimed his faith. Take a listen.
3: You just landed and the okay. lanyard's still on from it and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And then you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What what kind of response to you? Get? And and good, amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to see why they want to make you be quiet.
1: Yeah, uh, so am I. It was a brilliant and courageous answer, especially for a Hollywood celebrity. We've come to expect that from Kanye West. Earlier this week at a fashion show in Paris, West and gal pal Candace Owens donned t-shirts emblazoned with the words, White Lives Matter. The shirts mocked the Black Lives Matter movement. Via Instagram, Kanye called BLM a scam. Owens has a documentary set to release in five days the greatest lie ever told, that is expected to further expose BLM's financial malfeasance and LGBTQ Alphabet Mafia agenda. Kanye is drumming attention for Owens' takedown of BLM. The progressive establishment, the globalists, using race to divide, conquer, and queer America, are frustrated by their inability to control Kunta Kinte West. That's my new name uh, for Kanye. Adidas is threatening to dissolve its long-standing partnership with West. Corporate media outlets dispatched their legion of race police to publicly flog West for affirming the value of white life. Rolling Stone complained that the shirts legitimized extremism. A potpourri of black intellectuals deemed the shirts disgusting, harmful, and dangerous. West did not back away from the controversy in his conversation with Carlson. He said he acted on a gut feeling. He then oddly <laughs> analogized the stunt to disgraced Olympic figure skater Tanya Harding. Take a listen. So
3: you made reference to the White Lives Matter t-shirt mm-hmm. which you brought out at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Why, wh- why did you do that and what did it mean? You know, I did. I do certain things from a feeling. I like, I just. I just channeled the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like it's if you ask like Tanya Harding how she did the the triple flip or the triple spin, yeah. she was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a in a, comp, in a competitive format. It just happened. Like it happened outside of practice. It happened in the real format, and that's what hap- thats what's happening. Is God is like preparing us for the real, for the real battles. <laughs> that's classic Kanye West. He contradicts.
1: He brought Tanya Harding into it, but I love the ending where he's like, he's preparing us for battle. Kanye, at one moment, he'll produce an album titled "Jesus Is King." And then the next thing you know, he's collaborating with Little Nas X on a song and video, Industry Baby, which depicts gay prison sex. Wes, like most of us, serves God and the world. The pull of the world is much stronger for West. He's one of the world's biggest celebrities. The success of his music and fashion depend on public opinion and popularity. He, succumb- he succumbs to those pressures from time to time. Fame is an intoxicating and destructive drug. Kanye is battling his addiction to it with biblical faith. I respect the sincerity of his fight. He truly values family and being a good father. He wants to see black Americans improve our plight. He believes in the power of truth. His comments related to abortion and the normalization of obesity, he said it's actually clinically unhealthy and for people to promote that, it's demonic. Those things reveal a deeper understanding of the cultural rot destroying America. We're in a battle of good versus evil. Kanye is one of the good guys. He's trying to be on the right side of God rather than the history left-wing atheists plan to write. Mm, That's my fire. I am team Kanye. Uh, Before uh, I roll out to Delano, I want to take care of a little business. Uh and talk to you guys about my good friends at Good Ranchers. It's October, which means Halloween is right around the corner. This is the year we settle the candy corn debate once and for all. Candy corn what? Candy corn is real candy. You just need to add peanuts to it. Uh but it's not the best treat. You know what is the best treat? A USDA prime steak from Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers delivers America's best meat and seafood to you year-round. Right now, they're throwing a huge October feast where you can get over four pounds of meat for free, two pounds of their Wagyu ground beef, and two and a half pounds of their better-than-organic chicken for free with any purchase of one of their bundle boxes. Head on over to goodranchers.com/fearless to claim your special October feast offer today. Store-bought meat can be tainted with scary bacteria and has frightening inflated prices. Good Ranchers lets you save $25 on every box and, looks and locks in your price when you subscribe. Put an end to your meat buying nightmares by visiting goodranchers.com fearless to get over four free pounds of high quality beef and chicken. The real monster isn't under your bed. It's in the haunted local grocery store. Take control over your food with an October feast from Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Be a good soldier, support Good Ranchers. All right, uh, let's roll out to Washington DC and bring in our main man Delano Squires. Uh, Delano, I I know you had a chance to watch the interview last night. I know you, you wrote a column about Kanye and the, this whole situation. And, and you kind of focused in uh, at a good starting point for this conversation. Kanye last night made it crystal clear he is committed to uplifting black Americans. People can call him a sellout if they want, but his actions say otherwise.
4: Absolutely, Jason. When, when he dropped the name Dr. Claude Anderson, I said, oh, this guy's been reading, right? When, when you're talking about—Dr. Claude Anderson uh, wrote the book Powernomics and, and talks a lot about how no community can really um, improve its its social standing until it has an economic base. right? You can't do it through politics, or certainly not politics alone. So there were a number of times in which Kanye, you know, he, he talked about ownership. He talked about economic independence. He said he can't think of any um, you know, majority black town in which black people own the municipality, own the land, own the infrastructure, own the industries, and and that is a stark contrast um, to what people put out there about him, which is basically he's some uh, mentally unstable uh, puppet of white supremacy. So you, I mean, you to your point, and I said the same thing in my column. He's a complicated figure, right? And we you you compared him to Matt Walsh in in, in terms of them being on the front lines of the culture war, the big difference is on any given day, I'm not sure who Kanye West is going to shoot. So one day he's he's <laughs> he's got his gun aimed downrange, and then it's you know we're like okay he took somebody out, and then the next day, as you said, and I said the same thing in my column with Industry Baby, you're just like okay I I thought we were done with promoting this type of garbage in the culture. So he, he's mercurial. He's he's certainly an independent thinker. Um, but one of the things I think that keeps people coming to him is the fact that he is so unpredictable in terms of his views.
1: Are you as sympathetic towards him as I am in terms of he's dealing with a different set of pressures than most of us are. He's a enormous pop culture celebrity star has made billions of dollars uh, being popular and serving that secular audience I think he's facing a different level of pressure I'm not excusing it but it's like when he strays off course I get it and and I look at it no different than than sometimes when I stray off course yesterday uh I strayed off course and uh ate a bag of peanuts and potato chips I shouldn't have uh <laughs> and so we all fall short. And so I don't, I don't want to just like, because oh, the industry baby thing threw me for a loop. I didn't get it. But I do get it. He, he, he makes money in that world. And sometimes he just submits. Uh, but are you as sympathetic towards him as I am?
4: I mean, uh, he, Kanye can be a sympathetic figure. right? I, I'll say this. Um, I was surprised about how much he talked about his dad. And you can tell he loves his father and not just loves him, he respects him. He said, my dad is the most brilliant person i met. He had ideas that, you know, people in power did not let him sort of fully flesh out because, because of their racism. Um, he, he he talked lovingly about his dad, even in relationship to his mom. And if and if you didn't know any better and didn't know Kanye for the first uh, or this is the first time you're seeing him, you wouldn't have known that his mom passed away some number of years ago, right? Because he, he talked so highly of his father. Um, so so I, I, I think he can be a sympathetic figure. But here's the thing, Jason, if I'm being completely honest. His flip-flops when it relates to these issues of culture are really no different than some of the ones that you see within hip-hop culture more generally. Because on one day, you'll have guys you know, shoot them up, shoot them up, murder, kill, kill, kill. And then something will happen, and then they'll say, Black Lives Matter, we need to put the guns down, and black people, we we doing the white man's business and we killing each other, we can't do that. And then the next day, they're back to bloods and crips, shoot, 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 kill, kill, kill. So it's one of these things where, yes, can a person who, who leaves a particular life, whether a life of violence or drugs or alcohol abuse, can they be an, an effective spokesman and ambassador to people who are still in that life? Yes, but they need to have both feet out. If you're tipping back and forth on any given day and you have a foot, one foot in, one foot out, and you sort of playing hopscotch, it compromises your ability to really stand firm on your message. So my hope for, for Kanye is that at a certain point, he'll just say, I'm all the way out. And because I'm all the way out, I can go all the way in on these people. But if I'm but if I'm with them on any given day, it's it's hard to really marshal a type of uh, uh, moral clarity and, and resources that I need to really fight this this beast because, on on, again, on any given day, I'm feeding the beast.
1: You know, I, I, for some reason I can't remember who I had this discussion with, if it was on this show or if it was in private, but sometimes people get caught up in thinking, hey, I'm going to reach a level of popularity in the secular mm-hmm. world and then I'm gonna come out of the closet and say, and I'm a Christian, da da right. And everything's magically gonna change. And, and I can't remember who it was I was talking to, but they was like, it just doesn't work that way. It, you know, you keep building up all this popularity in the secular world, and, and it's not once you hit that, and then I'm gonna come out as a Christian, it, it just doesn't produce the results that you think that it will. And, and for me, for Kanye, I, I would, man, you've made a billion dollars, even if you've blown a half billion of it, uh, <laughs> you still got 500 million. And, and so when is enough is enough, and just serve God, uh, I, that's where I hope he ends up. He's 45, that's still relatively young. He's got a long runway. Uh, I, I would like to see him you know jump all the way to one side and and what what gives me hope and i was kind of surprised uh reading your piece that that this wasn't i thought the thing that would catch your attention the most was and and i know he's taken a stand on abortion before but he really took a stand last night i think the lanyard and and all of that and then his explanation I, that was probably what was most impressive to me was the strong yeah. position he took on abortion.
4: And, and I, I weaved it into my piece. It wasn't sort of the, the headline, but I agree with you. He, one area in which he's been remarkably consistent, at least the last couple of years, is on his stance on abortion. Um, and, and I respect that. And, and, and I think I said in my piece, particularly him linking it to black genocide. Um, he is very clear on that part. And in that way, there's, a, there's a, a, a bright contrast between him and the pro-BLM faction that basically dominates the left. right? Because these, these are people who, on one hand, say, Black Lives Matter, and they got the fist in the air and the black square. And then they'll turn around and say, well, abortion is part of black liberation. And I, and I think his firmness in that area really is one of the things that the left hates. Because the, big, the thrust of my, of my piece is that um, the left, in terms of its rhetoric, its policy, its social norms, its cultural values, pushes death and destruction in the black community. And Kanye West is a stark contrast to that. Um, and, and I know you all talked about it a couple of days ago on the show. I brought up the no voting, no vucking, mom, vucking, with a V, um, video, and the, the get your booty to the poll stuff. And, and you can see, again, that the left is, is constantly pumping garbage into our community. And as I said in my piece, the, the, the Klan and its minister of information, Jason, they would, the Klan would trade every first daughter to O.J. Simpson for access to the type of garbage that, that, they, that the left pumps into our community. Because anybody who's honest and has looked over the last 30 years, and Kanye has to know this, and I think he said as much. Black death is very, very profitable, as long as the killing instrument is a Glock held by a black man instead of a noose held by a white man. And I think what what he does is he brings attention to that contrast and to that hypocrisy, because to, to your point in your monologue, these same people who say, "Oh, white lives matter," that shirt is is a cause for you know national emergency and consternation, when his body's dropping in Chicago. And in Philly and in Baltimore and D.C. and Atlanta and Cleveland and New York, these people are completely silent. So so I, I do think, you know, anytime he's talking about life issues, that's when you get sort of that strongest Kanye.
1: Delano, thank you for the time. I right, we, we got a thank bunch you, of people I want to give a chance to uh, talk about this. Thank you. Great job uh, putting your life on autopilot is a guaranteed way to disappointment. If you carelessly buy a new house, marry just anybody, or make any other big life decision before taking care of yourself, what are you doing? Let's be honest. The insurance model is broken. Thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. Crowd Health puts your health care back in your hands. Cut out the middleman, save money, and fund your health care costs Without relying on big government or big insurance companies, only pay the first 500 of any healthcare event. The Crowd Health community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, no surprises. Crowd Health beats insurance by totally reversing the vicious incentives that got us into this mess in the first place. So take charge of your healthcare today with Crowd Health. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on the broken system without penalty. So don't wait, and for a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use the promo code FEARLESS at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FEARLESS. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, you can email me and us at fearless at theblaze.com. Shamika Michelle. X. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's roll out to North Carolina bring in Shamika Michelle continue our conversation about Kanye West. Uh, Shamika, uh, I know you had an opportunity to watch uh, Kanye last night. And one of the things I wanted to get into with you about first were his comments about Lizzo and obesity. It was another one of those odd moments, but it was also one of those truthful moments where this, this is what I love and like about Kanye West. Let, let's play the clip of Kanye talking about uh, obesity.
3: Because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy. Yes. Let's get aside the fact of whether it's fashion and vogue, which it's not. Let's, let's just, or if someone thinks it's attractive, to each his own. It's actually clinically unhealthy. And for people to, to promote that, um, it's, a, it's demonic. You know. What? Can I ask? Yeah. You, I've noticed this also. Yeah. Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness among the population? It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics, with the KKK, and I believe that. If we saw ourselves as more, if we saw ourselves as a people and not a race, then we would treat our people better.
1: Uh, That was phenomenal and fantastic. Uh, And for him, because it's exactly what I believe and what I've been arguing forever, is like anything that kills people, black people in general, the left seems to be for obesity, abortion, uh, gun—you know—ghetto gun violence, black men, gangs killing each other. They got nothing to say about that. Uh, they love to rap about it and go to song, hear rap songs about it. Anyway, your reaction to his comments about obesity and basically saying this whole thing is demonic.
2: You know, I think he was spot on. It's exactly what we've been talking about on this show that right now, black culture is promoting death. It's turning into a death culture. So I appreciated that. What I think it also showed me was when he was talking about his trainer or his nutritionist also helps Lizzo, it makes me feel like she is under pressure as well to continue to promote this type of death culture because I had no idea she even wanted to lose weight, it seems like all she does is promote unhealthiness by saying, "Hey, I'm fat. Look at me. Uh, this is this is the way you need to be. I'm sexy," and so it again just confirm the pressure that they're under when they're in Hollywood to kind of go along with whatever is being told to them because I wouldn't I would not have known I would heard that she maybe was vegan or that she tries to eat healthy but it doesn't show in the way that she presents herself especially on social media so I appreciated him saying that as well
1: people will think I got a tinfoil hat on and I'm part of some conspiracy or whatever. But I honestly believe she's paid to promote obesity. She that that's part of her job. Whoever her MK Ultra handler is or are, her job is to promote obesity and to promote a death, basically. A, 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 Assisted suicide or a suicide mission of obesity there again Having been overweight for a long time. There are no fat people that don't want to lose weight The whole I'm jolly. I'm happy and I'm it's all a lie her walking around With that thong up her rear end and all that blubber hanging out She knows that ain't the look she know but she's getting paid uh, for that and so she she does it but I've never for one minute believe that this 350 to 370 pound woman is happy being that big.
2: Right, I agree that she's being paid. There's some ad that she's in, I I can't remember what it's for, maybe Postmates, I'm not sure, but she's sitting in a bathtub and she's like ordering online and she's calling out all of these foods that are unhealthy that she's putting in her cart. And so of course we know she was Paid for that. But I was thinking, she's putting all of these things in her cart that I wouldn't even eat as a small woman. Why is she even promoting this? So I definitely agree. It reminds me of when Monique. When she was really heavy, how she used to always say skinny women are evil. But now all she puts out is the the healthy cuisine that she cooks or she's putting out videos where she exercises. So I'm like, if we were that evil, you sure want to be one of us because she knew it wasn't <laughs> healthy and it wasn't good for her. So that's exactly what I see with, with Lizzo. And I'm just glad Kanye brought that out. Um, It just shows the evil that's actually in the industry and in the entertainment business and how they are really puppets and pawns. I think that's why we see that struggle with with even Kanye, because. He has this you know, obligation, I guess, to fulfill what he feels like he's supposed to do in the industry, but then he also has this connection to God, and you can see the war within. Even while watching the interview, it was so intriguing to just watch him. It, last night, it was so good, but you can see the war going on within him.
1: Do you think his values and deeds conflict with each other in a way that perhaps mine and yours don't i i I just think his are more public i think all of us have a set of values and a lot of times our actions conflict with that
2: yeah Absolutely, I think that it may be uh, more weight on him when we look at it. We know that uh, God has no respect to person. I think that you have people though, that even in the industry may say, well, I have a relationship with God, but I feel about that, like many are called, but the chosen are few. And Kanye very well may be a chosen one. I remember looking at his documentary on Netflix and called Genius, and just watching him from where he came from, I was thinking he, he might be a genius. Absolutely. I can see the brilliance. And, and, you know, some people try to say he has a mental illness they would have said the same thing about Einstein. As a a matter of fact, some people do think that Einstein had a mental illness. And so when I look at Kanye, I think about the great men, even in the Bible. You know, Moses killed the man, but he also... Breed his people. You had David who committed adultery and then set the man up to be murdered, but he is David, you know? And so when I see that battle going on between Kanye or anybody, as a matter of fact, it doesn't make me think any less of God or, or you know, the ability to be saved or live holy or righteous. It just lets me know that we have work to do, but we can also do it because I'm one of the people that I don't believe Jesus came just to show us who He was. I came. I believe He came to show us who we are, and who we can actually be if we really lean into God. So, I, I'm. It was just a, a great uh, interview for me to see and just to believe in Him even more. I'm with you. Like I'm. I. I got Kanye's back, too, with this and this foolishness that Puppy is trying to step in and be the, you know, bring him down. We don't need Puppy to do any of that. We, I, I don't believe that Puppy even has the relationship that he claims because I never see it. When he talks about, you know, uh, he's jumping around the stage talking about, he know Biggie's in heaven smiling down. I don't think so. I think he's looking down, waiting for Puppy to get what's coming to him because he's been so <laughs> evil and doing so many horrible things to his to his artists. But I think Kanye is well,
1: on. I, hold, hold for one second, Shamika. I want to get the audience up to speed because I was going to ask you about this, so I'm glad you went there. Just to get the audience up to speed, uh, over Instagram, Kanye has posted his text exchange between himself and Puff Daddy or Diddy, what is he? What is Sean Combs calling himself now? Uh, but yeah, he, he's posted their, know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's posted their their text exchanges and like I'm gonna read you an example of one. Is a this is Puffy saying I'm just trying to talk to you as a black man and I'm talking to you because this is hurting our people. Stop. And so I would assume this is him reacting to the interview last night on Tucker Carlson and so I, for let's just examine this what could he what did kanye say last night that's hurting our people i guess white lives matter that teach i, I that could be the only thing that's how is that hurting our people
2: Yeah, what's hurting our people is the way that Puffy takes these artists and he actually railroads them and he uses them. And you look at Black Rob, look at what happened to him. Look at Craig Mack, what happened to him. Biggie, you know, he had some success, but then he was snuffed out. I don't understand why Mace, you know, Mace and Puffy going back and forth. I don't understand why Puppy would see Kanye as any type of threat to the black community when he's talking about families. He's talking about fathers being in the lives of their children. He's talking about actually following God. He's talking about saving the babies that black people are trying to murder. He speaks against the death culture. So I don't know how Puppy would even form his lips to say anything when all we've seen him do is be a serial dater, never really take any woman seriously and not even, you know, treating the women that have birthed his kids the way they deserve to be treated. Puffy needs to sit down somewhere and continue dating uh, younger girls so he can feel like he's not as old as he is, bopping around the stage looking like he ate one of his last artists.
1: (laughs) And then it got really interesting. Uh, Puffy texts him. N-word, send me an address, let's stop playing these internet games, and don't feel threatened, you'll be fine, just love. Kanye responded with something like, "Woo!" he brought all the heat with this. He says, this ain't a game, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that, no one can threaten or influence me. I told you this was war. Now, go on and get you some business.
2: He opened up a
1: can with that.
2: He did. And you know what I appreciated even last night? I felt like the only word he was missing was Uniparty. Because not only did he come after the Democrats, he came after the Republicans when he was talking about Jared Kushner and his, his family. I was thinking, wow, Kanye he just doesn't know that that word. He doesn't, I think maybe, under, he knows it exists, but didn't have the word for it. And so I appreciated the fact that he understands right now he is a warrior, and there are certainly things that he has to stand against. Is it going to be difficult for him? Yes, but there's no other protector, savior. Your help cometh from the Lord. So Lift up your eyes to the heels, Kanye, because that's where you're going to need to pull your strength from. And I'm glad that he understands that and says that he only is performing for an artist, of, um, for one person, an audience of one.
1: Shamika, thank you. Great job. Uh, have a great weekend. We continue to pray for you and your family. Uh, thank we'll you. be thinking about you. Have a great thank weekend. You. Uh, get you your too. fearless army swag at shopblazemedia.com slash fearless. I- Royce White, and we'll continue our conversation on Kanye.
2: You ready?
1: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
5: We're doing later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
1: All right, welcome back. Uh, we'll roll out to Minneapolis, bring in Royce White, get a little deeper into this conversation about Kanye West and his bold interview with Tucker Carlson and the reaction to his White Lives Matter T-shirt. And Royce, uh, I'll start with a relatively easy and obvious question, but, you know, we got to start somewhere. Why is Kanye the only high-profile celebrity... Uh, that doesn't appear interested in just completely selling out black people in America? Well,
0: first, I think, you know, Kanye is shout out to Kanye West because he threw down on the big three and and, you know, he helped cube out cube out with that. He's one of the only black celebrities. In, 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 in our culture um, that that saw the importance of throwing down and helping cube uh, maintain that league so shout out to him for that and uh, he's turned he's turning into quite the hero you know I, I've watched him over the years and had questions at certain times and and uh, you know disagreed with how he did some things but overall he's turning into quite the hero and I think he did a great job yesterday of describing uh, and, and Tucker did as well but describing you um, the nation of gatekeepers that we have. Right. Instead of shopkeepers, we have a nation of gatekeepers um, and, and the epidemic of selling out. That is all in the interest of of a, of a satanic agenda. Um, and, you know, I, I think for me, when I watched it, I was inspired because it it reiterates why i continue to stress that sports and politics are the same and i think it's i think it's also why this show is important and why it's it's been successful and is going to continue to be successful is because you know when i say sports and politics are the same i'm not saying sports specifically i'm saying sports as an example of this um celebrity uh entertainment pop culture Right. And, and it's music, it's art, it's fashion, it's sports, it's it's comedy, it's reality TV, it's mainstream television. And, and what Kanye West has described yesterday and, and what Tucker uh, did a great job of helping describe is how the, the, the mainstream uh, narrative has been cultivated by gatekeepers and, and has been aided and abetted by by a, a nation, a, a black community, a black nation of sellouts. And the sellouts and, and look, I want to get this clear too. race is not the most important issue on the table. We've clarified that a number of times. But when it comes to this, when it comes to the epidemic of sellouts, race is an important issue because black people and, and black race and the history of blacks has been used and uh, used to lead this mainstream narrative. And the mainstream narrative is, is real simple. Trade your American citizenship for global citizenship. Trade your Christianity for technology. And trade your individual rights for collectivism. Uh, and, and Kanye West is trying to break that and I commend him for
3: it.
1: Yeah, Royce, I, I, I agree with you that race is a central issue in, in, in what's going on in America and how the game the left is playing is built around a racial narrative and is built on the fundamental belief that we will sell out, that we will sell out our country and we will sell out each other. And to me, it's almost, it's a statement of like, hey, look, these are the guys, and, and I'm sorry if this makes people uncomfortable, but this is what they're saying about us is, hey, these are the people that over in Africa captured each other, enslaved each other, and then sold them to Europeans. And what they're saying is like nothing has changed. These people will sell each other out. And that's why I sit here and applaud Kanye. And we're going to have to mix in what he's doing with uh, Puff Daddy or Diddy over Instagram today. It ties right into it. This man called Diddy a fed. And he basically <laughs> said, said, and Jewish people put you up to calling me. And demanding that I say X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This is as courageous as I've ever seen any celebrity. It it blows my mind that he went there and he's putting the truth out in everybody's face. Are we going to ignore it?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's courageous for him because he stands to lose the most. And I think, you know when you look at him or or Kyrie Irving um you you have to start to mention these people with the Muhammad Ali type athletes or the Muhammad Ali type public figures and and the the motif of Muhammad Ali is simple saying what's right and true when you stand to lose the most uh, and 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 gain little uh and that that is the the cultural motif of, of Muhammad Ali and and a guy like Kyrie Irving and Kanye West are proven why they deserve to be in that discussion um you know he 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 is surrounded, you know, and I feel I feel bad for him in many in many ways because he, I can I can look out into the the mainstream and, and look at our culture and understand that the sellout epidemic amongst the black bourgeoisie is upwards of ninety nine point nine percent. I mean, I put a video out the other day about LeBron James and him taking a billion dollars from Nike uh, to to keep his mouth quiet about anything that has to do with China, and and people even in our own culture lashed out at me and said, well, you know, he built a school or why does he need to speak about China? What does what what can he do? Or uh, uh, what about MJ? Or all these other all these other responses that really point to one central problem that we're having in America with black America. Our acceptance of these sellouts, these black bourgeois black bourgeoisie sellouts is a reflection of our own impetus to sell out. See, it's, it's not LeBron James that's really the problem. It's not Barack Obama that's the problem. It's not Oprah Winfrey that's the problem. There's always been people who are willing to, to sell their soul for their own individual gain. The real problem is that we've, we've, we've created a society that's technologically advanced enough to watch these people contradict themselves, and we still follow. And so after a while, if you see people follow lies and liars... Uh, the, the thing that you have to come to in your own heart and mind, even though they're your fellow fellow community, men and women, is that these people have the spirit of selling out in them. They want to sell out. The, the, the scary part is they're not even getting an offer. Right. I mean, it's one thing if you get an offer to sell out for a billion dollars and you take it. It's another thing if nobody's making you an offer and you're preparing your resume on the off chance that somebody will make you an offer in the future, right? And, and that's what many, many black people in our community are plagued with is, is this, um, you know, this, this preparation of taking the, the call or the check from the very gatekeepers that Kanye West described.
1: I'm gonna connect your comments about LeBron James to your comments about Kanye and the big three. And, and connect him to LeBron James, the, the whole sports world. Oh, LeBron James told Adam Silver he wants to own an NBA team in Las Vegas. And there will never be anybody say, well, hold on LeBron, why not do your own thing? If it, this system that y'all say is so racist, you just want to bake yourself into that system rather than do your own thing If the big three was, if Ice Cube needed some help getting the big three off the ground and stabilized, why is it Kanye West? Why isn't it LeBron James? This is taking care of basketball and basketball people post their career the whole nine years. It seems like there would be a perfect synergy, but all LeBron can think about is his legacy and joining the group of people that he's constantly calling racist and let me get inside the club and let me own a team in Las Vegas rather than let me do my own thing. Uh, and and that, That's what well, yeah. I'm just in total agreement with well, you about LeBron and just our instincts aren't right, man. Well,
0: l- l- let's let's look at it like this. And, and we've talked about this, this Jewish. Look, when, when I talk about Jewish people, let's just be clear. Um, on a historical basis, it's not clear whether or not Jews should be categorized as black or white. The original Hebrews were from northern Africa, northeastern Africa. So that's just as black as anybody else, blacker than than me, probably in, in many regards. So when I talk about the, the the culture of the Jewish bourgeoisie and the black bourgeoisie being very similar, it's an equal criticism. And, and I think the criticism is fair. The difference is um, that, you know, the the cultural motif that we've adopted in our black elites tries to mimic the jewish elite in many ways and that is to try and assimilate ourselves next to what we deem as the enemy right make them bend to us let's blend in with them right let's 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 you know let's become them or let's make them accept us um and you know that's just not american that's the real problem here is it's it's not american to say hey, you're corrupt, you're um, anti-black, or you're racist, or whatever the claim may be, and then say, uh, I have to be next to you in order to be safe. No, it's I have to battle you in the, the arena of ideas, and I have to stand for rights and morals and ethics, and I have to have sacred honor, and if I die in defense of that or, for, or standing up for that, then that's righteous but we've lost our sense of righteousness especially in the black community and i'm not we don't only really take that cue from the jewish elite that's that's something that's a problem amongst all races uh, uh, of modern people but but the real problem with lebron is that he has a loose association with the truth he and many other black people in america have this belief that the truth is only important when it's in when it's advantageous for your own individual gain and by default that makes you a satanist Right. And I talked the other day about about God being truth. And if God is truth, if your association with the truth puts you close to God, then your loose association with the truth and your association with lies and deceit puts you in league with Satan. And it's really that simple. So when Kanye West, when Steve Bannon, when Alex Jones, when Royce White or Jason Whitlock talk about Satan in a political, cultural context, we're, we're talking from a fundamental philosophical standpoint if you are not one with the truth or if you're only one with the truth when it benefits you, then, then, then you're not, you're, you're nowhere near God. You're nowhere near righteousness or morals or ethics. And that's LeBron's entire, that's his entire legacy up until this point is, you know, it's true when it's good for me. It's truth when it's good for me. Any other time it's, uh, it's either silence or, or it's gerrymandering.
1: So I want to, Bear down or focus in a little bit on this exchange between West and Diddy. Yeah. This Instagram exchange, he called Diddy a Fed, yeah. and 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 people will hear that and think, oh, he's exaggerating, or he. But but he's basically saying Diddy is bought and paid for yeah. to be an agent of chaos and a promoter of debauchery, debauchery and a death culture for black people. That he's a puppet. For the Satanists, and I love the fact that uh, Kanye called this whole thing demonic. I, I love that he went there. Uh, I-, I just happen to totally agree with him as it relates to Diddy. I'm just wondering, what repercussions, or do you think Kanye will be able to withstand the repercussions of this bold move? He, he says in there, it's wartime. He acts He's presenting himself over social media like he doesn't care about the consequences. Yeah. But I think the consequences are coming. And do you think he'll be able to survive this?
0: It's hard to say. I mean, honestly, when you step forward and speak out about the fundamental issues and the and the BS narrative that that hangs over our our community, specifically the black community, you're risking your life. And so people may you know and i already know what the i already know what the mainstream narrative is going to be they're going to try and say that he's acting paranoid or this is a byproduct of his bipolar or mental illness or you know the fact that he's he's uh indicating or alluding to uh somebody trying to do violence against him for for speaking about these issues but it's a it's a it's a harsh reality I i mean how soon do we forget that the black leaders we claim to revere we were all undermined and betrayed by fellow black comrades in their own inner circle. It happened with Malcolm. It happened with Fred Hampton. Many say Martin Luther King was was a, a very similar uh, deal. And so Kanye West is right to to be fearful or or to at least voice the reality um, that that the the hate from fellow black Americans, that the the, the resentment from the black community for suggesting that they stand up and, and have some accountability and, and take a hold of their destiny comes with the with the possibility of of death and, 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 you know, violence from your fellow black people. I hear and see it all the time. I mean, I'm a little bit different. I'm six, I'm eight, 270 pounds. So, you know, I'm not really scared of people physically, but, you know, we live in a world where people are, you know, we're shooting each other every day. I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to be a rapper or a black celebrity in this day and age anyway, because it seems that many everyday black people are hell-bent on targeting successful black people to steal from them or or kill them. Um, And and there's a difference between criticizing your fellow black man based on the merits of their ideas and going out and robbing and killing a black man for the material possessions he has. And and I think on the Internet, like black Twitter or Instagram – we get the two mixed up. If you criticize if Jason Whitlock criticizes LeBron, they'll say, oh, we're always trying to bring our own down. No, we're just saying that don't be misguided by false prophets. That that to have success within the system you say is corrupt uh does not negate you from having any criticism. That that's ridiculous on its face, because then we're doomed to be misled by false prophets. I mean if anybody who can get a million dollars in a corrupt system you have to follow and never criticize you're just a you're a puppet you, you become a puppet um, but 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 the real prevalent thing and this is what LeBron doesn't talk about which makes him corrupt as well is how about how much we just rob and kill each other right I mean that that is a very it just in the black celebrity community alone the amount of black celebrities that we're losing on a weekly, month-by-month basis, is alarming, and all people can say in the aftermath is, "Well, people are hungry out here, and you know, people got to eat, and we don't got enough resources, and this is why you know people, you know, and we almost end up glorifying it. It's like we we need a reformation in the black community, and it's not benign to the overall destiny of America. And I think a lot of conservatives believe that we can save America without black America." Uh, uh, being reformed, but we can't because the white women are out. All right. The white women are going to vote, uh, Democrat until the, to the end of time because they're narcissists, the white liberal women, they're narcissists. They believe in the here and now, they believe they're the center of the, the world, the universe. They're an open rejection of God. The only answer is if we get black and Hispanic men to vote for this country, to vote America first. Uh, and, and if we do that, then we have a fighting chance. So, Uh, We don't we don't save America without black America. So I hope we continue to to get the right message to these young black folks.
1: I want to further your point in terms of this culture we've set up and and just how commonplace and normalized it is for people to uh, promote an atmosphere of death around black people. They disagree with or black celebrities or whatever. Isaac Hayes III, who I believe is the son of Isaac Hayes, the singer. He's blue check. He's, you know, over social media. This guy tweeted at Kanye. Kanye West wore that White Lives Matter t-shirt in the safety, security, and distance of Paris, France. I bet you he won't wear that shirt in Atlanta, Detroit, Baltimore, Philly, Memphis, Houston, Compton, or Queens. I dare him to go stand in any hood in America with that shirt on. This is he's basically telling people like, hey, man, if y'all catch Kanye out in traffic, kill him. And, and this is normalized. See, this is a norm. And, and, and first of all, what he's saying about us is that we're so racist, black people, we're so racist that the whole idea of white lives mattering is so offensive to us that we would kill someone for wearing it in no, one of true. our neighborhoods. It's true. I think he's spot on, to, to, to be honest
0: with you. And, and we got to talk about it in matters of numbers and percentages now. Is the, over, is the overwhelming black community so racist that they would be violent towards Kanye West in a moment's notice for having a shirt on? No, I think most black people suffer from this passive relationship with their American citizenship and their rights and their philosophical understanding. I think that's the most. But the small percentage is the one that do the most damage. That's the Pareto distribution. It, 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 it's, uh, you know, 10 percent with the successful people, but it's also 10 percent with the corrupt and the violent. Right. The the, the minority of percentage of people do the most damage. And is there enough of those out there where Kanye West should be worried? Absolutely. There's enough of those out there where Kanye West should be worried without wearing the shirt. And that's what Isaac Hayes and any other black man knows who comes from the black community. He don't have to wear the shirt to have to be worried about getting caught in traffic in Detroit or Compton or Brooklyn or Queens or Miami or Houston or anywhere. And and, and have violence done upon him because we see that happening to all kinds of other people who by most metrics are as down and hood and cool as possible, right? It, by the cultural standards. So, you know, I mean, yeah, he's saying that, but the the real, the real question is like, what, what do you even mean by that? Like, wh- wh- that's not, that's not glorifiable. That's not something that's, that, that's, that's, that's a, that's a hindrance. That's a black mark on our people. That, that's not a sign of us having black pride or, 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 or honor or sacred honor or, or any of that. That's just, that's just, uh, uh, Satanism is what it is. So, yeah.
1: It's basically saying nothing has changed from the 1800s in Dahomey Africa. Uh, y'all brought them values from Dahomey Africa over here to America and you will do harm to each other, uh, at the drop of a hat. And just expect everybody to deal with it and accept it. That's the mentality. It's it's sickening and embarrassing to me. And it's it's the, I, again I I gotta just give Kanye credit for explaining it yesterday. As basically, and again, he he's not a broadcaster. He's you know a creative person and a thinker. So he didn't say it as clearly as I'm saying it. But he's basically saying, man, this is a spiritual war we got going on. And this is a battle of good versus evil. And he's basically saying, I'm trying my best to be on the side of good. And this other side that I'm fighting is is demonic. It's every aspect of it. And we have to accept and deal with that, particularly those of us that are believers. Our music is demonic and promotes our own self-destruction. It promotes disrespect of, of ourselves. And, and, and the things that we uh, think are fundamental issues, the right to kill our babies in the womb, abortion is good and liberating, that's demonic. And anybody co-signing for that, passively or enthusiastically, they're just wrong and evil. And, and at, you know, I, I give what my number one thing last night and then this morning watching his exchange with uh, Diddy is like, oh man, this is inspiring. I- I'm looking at 45-year-old billionaire that's re- willing to lay it on the line and-, and I need to be right out there with him. I- I'm very inspired by Kanye.
0: And I, I want to say one final thing about this, this Isaac Hayes comment. Here's the subtle implication of it. And this is a, this is a very, very, very intentional moved by the communist ethos. We don't want you, to, you, don't, don't want you to, to believe in the right to bear arms. We don't want you to believe in the Second Amendment, but then we'll threaten cultural violence against you from the, from the criminals, right? I mean, there's something, there's something extremely un-American about that just in its premise. And this is where a place like Mexico comes in and debunks all of these anti-Second Amendment folks because Mexico has two, has one gun store Okay, and it's owned by the government. Only people that have guns in Mexico are the government and the cartels. And both of them are in on the drug trade together. So the victims of gun violence are usually the everyday Mexican citizen who's, you know, just trying to live their life. And what this guy is basically saying is you go to Detroit, you go to New York, you go to one of these, uh, you know, black communities. They catch you with a gun because they're actually criminals and and using their gun in a violent, non-legal way. Uh, uh, you just got to take that because we decided, as Black Twitter, or we decided as as the the Black Internet, that your persona non grata. I mean, think about it. If I'm Kanye West right now, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna take a billion dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Navy SEALs with me. Go get you some mercs. I don't care if they're white, black, Latino. I don't care what they are. Get you get you 20 people around you and, and have them carrying guns. Remember when George Floyd happened, everybody was all big on the black folks carrying guns. I saw that. I was out there myself. And we had guys open carry. And you, know, you could see the white liberals get real sensitive about that. Anytime they see a black man with a long gun out there on the streets, they're like, I don't know if this is uh, the, the movement I want to be a part of. And I, I took uh, pleasure in seeing that, that discomfort in them. But um, the one the one criticism I do have with Kanye West um, is that because he comes from the celebrity uh, sort of grand spectacle culture. Um, and, and I thought you made a good point about Candace Owens in this way. The shirts are really um, they, they are salacious in, in, in spirit. Right. Just on the face of it. Go back to the Sunday service. Brother Kanye, if you can hear me out there somewhere, go back to the Sunday service because that was the real hitter. Jesus is king. That was that's really going to move the needle. In my opinion, the shirt. In many ways, just does cause a lot of commotion uh, because nobody should even have to say white lives matter. And the people who you're saying it to, they're not going to change their mind anyway. The gospel can change minds. And Kanye West is uniquely positioned and uniquely talented. To be able to bring the gospel to the mainstream in a way that not many can and not many have done before him, I want him to go back to Sunday Service, Kanye. The the the, the Kanye Candace uh, tandem is it's meek in comparison,
1: I think. I get where you're coming from and agree with you. I did reach another conclusion that and again it's along the same lines he's promote she's got a documentary coming out in five days and I think he's helping her promote it and you know it's it's her documentary's going to be a takedown of black lives matter they've stirred up this whole conversation and here in five days her documentarys going to get released I think it's October 12th and and so I, I think this is he's doing her a promotional solid and and but, but Jason, I believe but you're J- right. But, but yeah. Jason,
0: here, here's one thing that, con- again, we, we on the right have in conservative movement have to criticize ourselves as well. And, and, I, and I take it and you take it and we have to be willing to. I love Kanye. He's a hero and he should keep going. And he's right on the brink of, of being as transformative a figure that we can name. But don't go tit for tat with these people. Don't go tit for tat with these people. And, and it's not by accident See, Satan, Satan is totally willing. He he will settle for spiritual pride. A lot of people think that we just fail in the physical, but Satan's totally fine with, with, with winning uh, as a result of our own spiritual pride. And so, you know, it's like it's not by accident that a person like Kanye is in the position he's in. It would sometimes opt for the tit for tat instead of the transcendent the transcendent path. Right. There's a reason why a Jason Whitlock doesn't necessarily have the platform that a Kanye West would, because you're going to discern these things in a way that cuts straight to the bone. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't come with that type of salacious uh, uh, gesture. And I understand that that grandiosity and grand gestures get the eyes and that's the culture we live in. But the truly transcendent figures are going to find a way to reject that and still be transformative. And that's what I'm looking forward to. When Kanye West gets away from the antics and gets into gospel Kanye, I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, I'm getting my popcorn out. You know what I mean? So shout out to Kanye West, though, man. He's doing, he's doing a great job.
1: Thank you, Royce. Awesome job. Have a great weekend. Uh, you guys on YouTube, slash Jason Whitlock. Hit the notifications. Hit the subscribe. Uh, Virgil Walker, the Bowtied Bandit. X. <clears throat> Welcome back. Time for some Virgil Walker. Brother Virgil uh, will close out today's show and discussion on Kanye West. Uh, Virgil, uh, welcome to the show. And one of the things I found interesting about uh, your takeaway from last night is you kind of honed in on Kanye's discussion of his father, which is the first time I can remember hearing him really go into any kind of detail about his dad. And it. Made me, and I think it's going to make people wonder, does
5: Kanye have daddy issues? Yeah, I, it's interesting because all you've ever heard about Kanye West was about his mother, Donna West. And it was I mean, it was nonstop. I mean, every aspect of what he talked about, if you uh, checked out the, the documentary Genius on Netflix, everything revolved around his mother. And and, and again, that's not uncommon uh, in in a the black community and b single mother homes right where where the where the the young man grows up all he knows uh, is his mother uh and 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 everything that he hears from his mother about his father is bad you know he, the, that man ain't no good don't be like your dad you know all the, all those kinds of messages uh, begin to sink in and so the thought is that that mothers are, are indeed to be, to be worshipped. And uh, what you learned from his commentary about that was, was simply that, that fathers, fathers actually still matter. Fathers actually matter, even in a culture that worships uh, at, the, at the altar of feminism. Uh, his mom had, had really told, in fact, he said, mom told dad that if he came to find them, that, uh, that he would never see his son again. Uh, and that that kind of commentary is played out over and over and over again uh, in far too many uh, black homes uh, where these boys don't know what to do, don't know where to go, uh, are looking for father figures. And so the, the end result of that is they begin to to seek out a way to make a name for themselves. Uh, most of the time when they do that, uh, they, they, you know, they're, they're trying to they're trying to reclaim uh, an image, uh, an idea that uh, of who they are. Uh, and they either do that in a positive way or they'll do it in a negative way. Uh, they're doing it in a positive way, they'll do kind of what Kanye did with, with regard to sports and you know, rap and, and music and the like. But again, that even has its downfalls as it relates to uh, the, you know, the, the negative aspects. You, we, you've talked about on the show, uh, you know, with regard to, to putting too much of an emphasis on sports, uh, too, too many young people seeking too few opportunities. On the flip side of that, you have the, the, the drug culture Ah, uh, the gang culture uh, and the like, and so th- th- those are the two kind of areas that that black boys in particular end up going to. Uh, you almost have to, in those instances, whether it's gang culture, drug culture, or rap, you have to believe you're invincible, you're godlike, in order to maintain uh, your your lifestyle or an or an ability to to to, to make money, to gain wealth, and, and 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 gain a name for yourself. What ends up happening as a result of that, Jason, is those kids recognize they're not God Uh, over the course of time. They'll either, if they, if they live long enough, most of them are getting shot, killed and their lives are over. But, but to the point that where where you get to where Kanye is, uh, you begin to recognize, A, you're not God. uh, And B, you, that, that the fame that you sought for is is not, is not a big, is not going to be a help to you. That, that faith in God, uh, not fame is actually the key to life. I think that's where Kanye is in his journey right now. Uh, he, he's at the point where he recognizes that you can you can gain the whole world and still lose your soul. Um, I, you know, I, I thought about the, the story of Jesus taking Satan up on a mountaintop uh, where he, he tells him, I'll give you the kingdoms of the, of the world. Uh, you know, this is this is in Matthew four. Uh, and Jesus, of course, rightly says, I'm not going to bow down and worship you. God's the only one to be worshipped. Unfortunately, so many rap artists, uh, uh, folks who, who are seeking fame and fortune, are actually bowing the knee to Satan himself uh, in, in an effort to promote these ideas that, that they're engaged in. I, I just, I, I found, I found the whole, the whole um, uh, interview uh, uh, really thought provoking. On that scale, uh, th- there's so many other facets to talk about, but but the overarching ideas uh, that I had really centered around, you know, fatherlessness, uh, fame. The need for faith, and the, and and ultimately, and I think you summed this up well when when you were on at the end of Tucker's segment, uh, where you really pled for uh, folks to be fearless. You, you you were asking culture, men in particular, uh, to be fearless on these issues and be willing to stand for truth.
1: The the thing hearing him talk about his father helped me understand. Oh, th- this is part of what his drive is trying not to give up on his marriage.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, he went on to say basically he didn't fully explain it, but he's he basically said, that's why I bought the house next yeah, door to Kim. Because I want access to my kids. I don't want them to experience what I experienced growing up without my dad and having to reconnect really with him later in life and now we have a good relationship, blah, blah, blah. And so it, it his conversation about his dad help me understand where Kanye's at mentally. It yeah. just seems like, and this is from way on the outside, but it looks like he just chose the wrong wife. She doesn't have a shared interest
5: or vision the same as his. Yeah, you 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 reminded me of, of one of the thoughts that I had about this, which was really a, a warning to young men. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeking out the, the, the finest girl and the baddest baddie and the hottest this and the hottest that. Uh, what you need to be seeking is is someone who's truly going to be a wife. Uh, Kim Kardashian is not a wife. Uh, she she may be a lot of things, but a wife ain't one of them. Uh, she is not there called alongside her husband to help see his vision move forward. She's not a help meet right. And 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 so unfortunately, Jason, the common theme in the culture is 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 witnessing young girls, young women, uh, growing up, idolizing the kim kardashian look way thought idea that's what young girls are now being trained in and trained by um and and, and they think that's the ideal uh and 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 i've got i've, I've got sons i've got a young son at, at home he's he's 18 years old um i cannot imagine i mean i'm i'm, I'm trying to Think through even now. How does he find a wife, a woman to to not not, not a feminist, uh, not somebody who's trying to try you know trying to be uh, Will and Jada Pinkett, you know uh, Pickett. P- P- I mean, th- wh- where are they going to go? Where what are they looking for? And then and then building up these men so that they're not motivated by simply what you know what's between their legs, right? What what what, what, what you know th- th- they're motivated by a need, a desire, a drive uh, to see the, the kingdom of God advance. What we witnessed last night was Kanye is there, and and sadly for far too many of us, it takes to the point where we're forty something years old uh, until we recognize uh, how to right the ship. My hope would be that through watching uh, uh, interviews like that, conversations like that, by listening to to you know to what we're doing here at, at Fearless, what you're what you're promoting and pushing forward, they'll not have to wait forty years to to, to land in that space. So. You came
1: away from that last night believing in the sincerity of Kanye's walk with God. How should we assess his faith journey?
5: Yeah, I I think I think you nailed it in that it is a journey. Um, All of us. Are are on a, a are, are on some level of, of of a journey, right? Some of us aren't. Are, are, I won't say all of us are on a faith journey because all of us are not on a faith journey. That's obvious. We wouldn't have the difficulties and the issues in the culture if that were the case. But for those of us who who, who profess Christ, uh, who are indeed living a life that, uh, that that's reflective of that conviction. Um, you know, we're we're on a journey, and it's not perfect. Uh, it definitely has its ebbs and flows. Uh, it, it definitely has its ups and downs. I can only speak to to, to my own journey. You know, I, I got I got saved early uh, in high school, uh, and as a result, I think it kept me from a lot of crazy and chaos uh, that I would have otherwise been engaged in. Um, at the same time, uh, it, it wasn't perfect. Right, there, there are pitfalls, there, there, there are side steps, there, there are missteps that, that I took in my journey. The difference is, uh, I didn't have 13 million followers uh, watching me on, uh, you know, watching all of this stuff play out in real time, or have have the paparazzi chasing me down. Do I believe Kanye's faith is 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 genuine? I believe it is, in so much as he understands, uh, you know, what he's committed to in in his faith with God. I think it's in it's in desperate need. Of discipleship, uh, his his faith walk is in, in desperate need of someone to come alongside him uh, and, and really uh, mentor. Uh, re- the word is not mentor. F- biblically speaking, it is disciple him. He needs to be discipled. Uh, he needs to have a, an older man come alongside him, preferably in a church setting uh, where he can, A, hear the word on a regular, consistent basis, B, have someone uh, journey with him, someone he can talk to, confess sin with, uh, uh, cry with, stand up with, stand strong with, and, and be, be encouraged by. And again, he's, he's in rare air. You know, he, he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the, you know, the 0.5 of 1 percent uh, billionaire status. There's probably few people he trusts like that uh, at the same time. Uh, it's, it's, it's desperately needed. And that was obvious in the contradictory statements that he would make, uh, you know, one professing faith and then on, on the other end, you know, saying some things that, that, that really didn't, do, didn't bode well if, if he was serious about faith. Uh, you know, he, he would say one thing about race or ethnicity or culture. And, and then on the other hand, he would, he would appeal to race, ethnicity, ethnicity and culture. I mean, it was just a, was just a back and forth. And, and I, you know, I heard you earlier make mention of the fact that, you know, this guy's an artist. Uh, he's probably, you know, he's not a commentator. He's not, you know, the most articulate guy in, in the world. But I think I think he he, he I, I think he was being careful in some of the things that he said while being transparent in other things. And so there's this there's this back and forth that was kind of going on that we got to watch unfold. And again, it'll probably happen again tonight as well.
1: Virgil, thank you so much. Have an awesome Thanks, weekend. I'm going to see your guy, uh, Chocolate Knox, tomorrow in Knoxville, Tennessee. Bro, that's going to be a blast.
5: I wish I was going, Jason. I wish I was going to be there with you, man. Y'all are going to have a blast.
1: We will. We'll be thinking about you. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll play some tomorrow, and we'll see you next week.
2: Out, feeling like a off nothing in life like freedom. Came like a fighter, striking like a ladder, making all this moves for freedom. I want freedom. No negotiation, my system, no relation. We all just wanna have freedom. Sitting on the corner, never been alone. i breaking my back for freedom. Blessed, we are living, get back, we are receiving all deceiving, when we all wanna be free.